Welcome to HealthCast. I'm your host, Adam Patterson. Today we are joined by Jen Dean and Jenny Moser of the Million Veterans Program, or the MVP. The MVP is a national program within the Department of Veterans Affairs that conducts research into how genes, lifestyle, and military exposures affect the health outcomes of American veterans. The MVP relies on the voluntary submission of genomic information from veterans nationwide to expand their scope of available data that is used to further improve the delivery of both VA healthcare and American healthcare as a whole. Recently, the MVP has worked to broaden their roster of genetic information from underrepresented populations, including women veterans and veterans of color. All of this falls within the MVP's overall mission of improving outcomes for veterans with a range of backgrounds and medical histories. Jen and Jenny, uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much. Thank you for having us today. As kind of an intro, can you tell us a bit about yourselves and your individual roles at VA and the Million Veterans Program? Sure, I'll go first. Um, My name is Jenny Moser, and my role in VA is uh, the Associate Director for Scientific Programs with the Million Veteran Program. And what I do is help make sure that uh, researchers get to use all of the data and resources that we are creating with the Million Veteran Program. And hi, I'm Jennifer Dean. I am the Associate Director for Cohort and Public Relations for the Million Veteran Program. I've been with the VA for a long time, and I really um, love the mission that we have here with the Million Veteran Program to really support veterans and looking at, you know, how do we study genetics and health and lifestyle and military experiences to really find better ways of preventing and treating illnesses and diseases in our population. And so a lot of my role is around communicating to our veterans, to different stakeholders um, about what we're trying to do and trying to get people to, you know, join our program, but also tell them about the great work that Jenny oversees with the science, because it's really important that we provide that information and feedback right back to the people who are are participating in our program, those veterans. Right. And the main goal of the science is to inform and improve the healthcare to our veterans. Definitely. And to expand on that a little bit, essentially, what is the Million Veterans Program and what are its uh, chief uh, foundational goals? So the Million Veteran Program is a voluntary research program where we're seeking to enroll at least one million veterans where they can contribute a blood sample, answer survey questions, and participate in potentially new studies as we continue the program so that we can study the impact of different disease outcomes or the biological basis of the diseases. That information really helps researchers to look at, you know, that biological basis to find better ways that we can prevent and treat illnesses and diseases in veterans. Um, It's one of the largest programs in the world with over 840,000 veterans that have enrolled to date. Um, So we're really proud of the response that we've had and the researchers are really doing some great work that you'll hear about. Yeah. And as kind of a follow-up to that, what have been, uh, because the MVP, if memory serves, was founded in 2011. So it's a relatively recent program, but Over the past decade, and especially recently, what have been some of the NVP's primary research projects and focus areas in terms of of medical care, both in terms of healthcare and mental health, potentially? Sure. Um, We have currently about 30 research projects ongoing. And that may not sound like a lot, but I'll tell you, these research projects are really big. There's, There's several hundred researchers using the data right now in these projects. And some of the 
projects that um, are underway are looking at things like PTSD, anxiety, chronic illnesses like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, um, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's, lung cancer. So we're really focused on issues that impact, impact our veterans. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like a pretty impressive uh, scope. And it sounds like a lot of these uh, concerns and health areas are very, you know, veteran specific, because my understanding is VA has been doing a lot of work in really focusing on veterans' mental health, especially in, in, you know, PTSD treatment and trauma recovery. So I can imagine that is a pretty important component of, of what you're working on. And in terms of kind of the practicalities of collecting health information and genetic information, For your research initiatives, how have you gone about encouraging veterans to uh, contribute their own data to be used in these these programs? Yeah, so we actually do a lot of different, we reach out to veterans in a lot of different ways. So we have mailed to, you know, over millions of veterans um, to invite them to participate in our program, primarily users of the veteran health system. And the majority of our participants to date have come from that. We also have a large outreach program um, where we go out to veteran service organization conventions or to state fairs or, you know, to the local VFW posts. Um, We go to, you know, homeless veteran stand downs so that we can really bring the program to where the veterans are and allow for them to make an informed decision about joining. So, you know, we we try to do a lot of outreach to make people aware of what we are doing um, with our program and allow veterans to really kind of choose to to join us. And most recently, we actually launched a big campaign to try to engage more women in our program. You know, it's really important as as we do these research studies that we have representation from diverse you know groups of individuals. It doesn't serve us well to only have one group represented, and we need large numbers of all of these different populations in order for the research to be relevant and for researchers to be able to find those differences um, between different ethnic groups or racial groups or even different diseases, right? There, people may, may have PTSD that were in the same location as someone who didn't, and why is that, right? So can we parse out some of those biological bases of that? But again, we need to have the the power in numbers. And so we started to launch this big digital campaign to engage more women in the program where we've done outreach to veteran service organizations. We've done a lot of outreach through the VA Center for Women Veterans, the Center for Minority Veterans and others, um, and are really just trying to, to put the word out there and get women to to go and all veterans, any any veteran is eligible to participate. Um, and we're just trying to get them to go to mvp.va.gov to learn more about what we're doing and to really... Um, sign in, take a look, and see if they'd be interested in joining. Yeah, absolutely. If it's not too much to disclose about how many uh, women veteran volunteers have you received thus far at this point? Yeah, so since the campaign, well, so prior to the campaign, we had around 75,000 women, and we launched this campaign back in March of of this year um, during Women's History Month, and we have a goal of engaging 5,000 new women by the end of September. And so far, we're at a little over 2,000 new women that have joined the program that we're really um, thrilled to have welcomed as part of our MVP family um, and are just continuing to do that outreach. So the more women that we get engaged, the better off we can be to serve women within the VA and really make sure that we're paying attention to the issues that are specific to that population. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like this is a sort of case where the quality of your research really is only as strong as the quality and breadth of your data. And it sounds like if you're really going to be looking into, you know, gender specific or demographically uh, specific conditions that you're going to really need to do everything you can to to bring in those volunteers. 
Which kind of brings me to my next question, and maybe this might be a bit more for Jenny. How do you see the, the new uh, genomic information that's being uh, collected improving the delivery of healthcare to women and, and veterans of color and, and other uh, oftentimes underserved populations? Sure. No, that's a great question. Um, I'll say I'll, in many years past and in a lot of uh, research programs that have happened like this in the past in different areas, they've really focused on um, very homogenous populations, which, you know, is great if you're part of that population. And so what's great about MVP is the number of people of different ethnic backgrounds and, you know, genders, because, you know, when we do genetic studies, what's important is the numbers. Um, you have statistical power with increased numbers. So we can find very novel and new genetic, you know, areas that are associated with specific diseases you know, that are very, very rare, but you can only find them if you have enough people to study. So, you know, you're right. The more people you have of a specific type, the more you can understand the very specific genetics of that group of people. And we've also been able to understand that the genetics of different diseases can look very different depending on populations. We call it like a, there's an architecture of, you know, of genetics in different um, races. And if you don't study different groups, you won't ever know that, uh, and you might treat somebody based on genetic information from one group, and it's not transferable to another group. So, you know, it's definitely a situation of we're trying to discover all of these genetic underpinnings of different groups. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds just radically important to make sure that you have that real foundation and breadth of data. An auxiliary to that, is the MVP partnering with other departments within VA to sort of really strengthen their research and their, their foundation of, of data processing? So in terms of data processing, I'll say we have a very strong in-house data processing uh, within ORD. We have our own um, sort of compute infrastructure called Genesis that is homegrown. And a lot of our research is done uh, within Genesis inside the VA. But we also have partnerships with the Department of Energy to leverage their supercomputing capabilities to crunch, you know, the huge amounts of data uh, that we have within MVP. So we're doing a huge project right now that's using one of the world's largest supercomputers called Summit at Oak Ridge National Laboratories. Um, and uh, that's something that we really could only do with this kind of partnership and using the scientists at the Department of Energy to collaborate with uh, with our researchers as well. It's very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine that the sheer raw analytic power that's required to process this breadth of data requires, A, you know, obviously the best recent technology, but it's something that wouldn't have been possible even at sort of the, at the most technologically generous levels until relatively recently. And it sounds like there's a lot of, of really promising work being done, both in light of, A, it sounds like the genetic information you're gathering, but also in terms of the, you know, the processing power that you've uh, recently been able to acquire, which uh, brings me to, as kind of a concluding question, if this is something you're, you're able to discuss, what uh, research initiatives and projects do you think the NVP is going to really engage in the near future going forward? Great questions. Um, I can tell you some of the new developments we've had recently. Um, with the MVP uh, resource, we've been actually able to do really quick turnaround on some COVID research and using all the data available to us and the expertise of our VA resource, we're finding um, 
you know, we've been able to target some proteins in people that have COVID and, and use, you know, understand the genetic differences between those to see if we can find, you know, better treatments, the earlier stages of COVID. So that's sort of a very, very relevant topic. And we're also starting to look at um, some more of the long haul COVID uh, genetics as well. You know, we really do need to put our money where our mouth is and, and really, you know, start to look at some of those women specific issues within our program and put a focus on that. I want to say too, you know, there's a large component of the work that's being done in MVP that is this, this thing called phenotyping, right? So you don't just go in and use the data, right? You need to clean and curate that data. And the VA medical record data is really complex. And as somebody who's not a data analyst or a scientist, like, you know, just thinking about the sheer amount of information that needs to be called and needs to be made sense of is just overwhelming. And so, you know, really, we have a bunch of these cores that, um, work within this library that was set up, it was started as part of MVP to really start to develop out the phenotypes of different diseases or core, you know, core measures that people use regularly, blood pressure or, you know, diabetes or, you know, things like that that are just very frequently used. And then then this information and the algorithms associated with it and all the metadata is put into a library where other researchers can use the information and use those algorithms so they don't have to recreate the wheel. And so what I hope that we can see too in the future is really starting to set up, you know, a women's core that's going to start to look at some of those women's health issues and, you know, start to parse out and focus on some of that piece of it. I do also want to say, you know, setting up some of that stuff, it's been really invaluable because we've now been able to expand that library past MVP and it serves all of VA research. And now all VA researchers have, are able to contribute to that. So it's just going to continue to build this incredible, you know, resource that's going to hopefully make VA research quicker to do because you don't have to continue to reinvent the wheel every time that you're trying to define a new variable. So it's a really cool, cool resource that I hope that we see continue to grow and continue to build out as, you know, we start to define more of these specific research topics. <laughs> right. And that sort of made me realize that when you're talking about library and not reinventing the wheel, the data in the Million Veteran Program stays inside the program. It is an iterative resource. And our investigators come to a secure environment to do their research behind the VA firewall. And everything they do, you know, all the summary data is left in there, in Genesis, in, you know, the secured compute environments, and can be mined by other researchers in the future so that the research just builds and builds upon itself. So that's another exciting thing. And in addition to the women's studies, another thing that's coming up that's going to be really interesting is our targeted enrollment uh, for folks with uh, mental illness. And it's called MVP Mind. And our goal is to enroll 50,000 new people into MVP with a very specific focus on disorders like schizophrenia, bipolar, um, substance use issues uh, to really get a better understanding of the genetic underpinnings of those disorders in our veterans. Yeah, I can only imagine uh, just how momentous that, especially that last project will be, because in my understanding of the MVP's work, there's a lot of comparison of, of course, genomic information against lifestyle factors and lifestyle data. And clearly sort of mental health issues are both deeply rooted in both. So that sounds like a really promising crossroads and one in which it sounds like the MVP will potentially become a knowledge hub for. Because it's like so much of this, this foundational work you're setting is to create a in-house knowledge hub where, where medical care and understanding of certain conditions can be advanced both within VA and potentially kind of expanded to help advance American healthcare as a whole, if I'm getting it correct. 
Absolutely. You know, our focus is, of course, on the veterans, but veterans issues are Americans issues. So a lot of this information and research can be translated to healthcare for everyone. Absolutely. Is there a partnership uh, ongoing or planned potentially with other health focus agencies than the federal government? Yeah, I can tell you one. We do have a um, several different partnerships with the National Institutes of Health. Um, specifically, we have an ongoing partnership with the National Institute of Aging uh, to look at issues of specifically like Alzheimer's disease and Alzheimer's disease related conditions, cognitive decline, which, you know, is important because our veteran population is aging. So these, um, this collaboration obviously will strengthen research into those areas. Yeah, that sounds like another area where the MVP and the VA as a, as a whole has a really particular demographic strength in terms of availability of data. And it also sounds potentially helpful as well, because from my understanding, VA is really focusing on continuity of care and lifelong care. And it sounds like using this as a foundation can really help understand sort of how to better deliver care over the longer course of life as well. Yeah, 100%. I also want to note too, you know, I think that it's it's really important to understand, you know, MVP right now, we're doing all of this research to understand, right, the biological basis. And, you know, taking that, and, and as Jenny was talking about the COVID study, you know, that study actually identified existing drugs that could be repurposed to test in a clinical trial to see whether or not that lessens the severity of COVID and, and keeps people all out of the hospital, right? So that's kind of the next step to the, the the research. But then there's also this component of how do we then translate that into the clinical care, right? When we actually have something that's very meaningful and we are certain that this is right, how do we then work with the clinical side of the house? And those discussions are ongoing right now. And we are testing some of that. How do you return a result? What does that look like? What actually needs to be put in place within the healthcare system, within the you know EHR, whatever it is, um, in order for us to be able to return those types of, of results to physicians um, or to veterans in some some capacity, whether that's just you know empowering them through general information because we don't return direct results to veterans, um, or whether that's returning some sort of results to veterans. So, you know, I think that there's a lot of really exciting work to come, and this is this program is going to live on for a long time. You know, these veterans leave a legacy by joining our program. These researchers are, you know, really transforming the way that we're going to deliver healthcare in the future. And that takes the entire whole of VA and and whole of government approach and in some aspects too to work collaboratively with NIH with other agencies as we do work to translate discoveries from from genomic research into to the clinic. So, you know, that's the ultimate goal, right? It's direct impact of veteran healthcare. But it's not going to happen today and it's not going to happen tomorrow. But we are preparing to make that a reality in the future. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds incredibly promising and in so many directions. And so much really important foundational work has been done, you know, in the past decade. The fact that you're able to quickly adapt your research around assisting the COVID response is, I think, especially impressive. Before we uh, wrap up, uh, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience or think our audience should know about the uh, MVP and its work? So, uh, you know, I always just want to want to put a pitch in there to talk to our veterans and, and, you know, go to our website, learn more about our program. You know, we're an open book. If you have questions, call our information center. Again, it's just mvp.va.gov. Um, really easy to remember, or just Google us, Million Veteran Program. Um, you know, we do have over 60 sites across the country that have staff in the field. You can go visit one of our staff members and talk to them if you have questions, um, or like I said, call our information center. And, um, you know, you guys are, the veterans are the foundation of this program, right? We, we wouldn't have MVP if we didn't have the veterans participation. And so we're really blessed with that. And 
really grateful to see where we've come over the past decade, because um, this is our 10 year anniversary since, since the launch of the program. And we're just truly grateful for all the work of the everybody that's been involved. Right. Yeah. I want to also, yeah, thank our veteran partners for trusting us with their data and trusting us with, um, you know, their genetic information, because the discoveries that we make now uh, really will impact care for future generations, not only of veterans, but Americans. Absolutely. And it sounds like a, a program that is going, you know, really strong in the future and really leaving a legacy with it. So again, Jen and Jenny, thank you so much for coming out of the program. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, I appreciate it. HealthCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to governmentciomedia.com slash podcasts. HealthCast is produced by Amy Kluber, hosted by Melissa Harris and Adam Patterson. If you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.